Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Sunscrat Nation's podcast. I'm your host, as always, Daniel Jonas. And today we are going over UFC 247. But before we get started, remember, guys, you can like and subscribe to the podcast at iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Spotify, as well as um, you can find that in the iTunes store, the Android store. And then you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Sunscrap Nation. And go to the website, sunscrapnation.com, for other additional stuff if you want to. Um, all right, guys. It's good to be back. Today we're just going to be going over the UFC 247 card in Houston, Texas, or Dallas, Texas. Um, either way, one of the Texases, the Toyota Center. And... Houston. Okay, Houston, Texas. All right, uh, the card's pretty light as far as besides the Cohen main event, which the main event is headlined by none other than the greatest of all time himself, John Bones Jones versus up and or not up and coming because he's contender, but um, fresh face Dominic Reyes, Dominic the Dominator Reyes, um, and then in the co-main event you have the Another dominate, dominant champion in Valentina Shevchenko versus Caitlin Chukagian in the co-main event. And then the rest of the card is pretty light. However, Juan Adams will be fighting Justin Taffa, um, both newer heavy set or heavyweights on the scene. Then you have featherweight Mursad Bektik, shout out to Mursad, um, versus Dan Inge. They spelled his name wrong. Um, and then Derek Lewis versus Ilir Latifi. Um, Derek Lewis welcoming in Ilir to the to the heavyweight division. So it's kind of an interesting way to start the card off. The, the rest of the card, Tevin, uh, Trevin Giles, he's fun to watch. Andrew Lee, uh, Alex Morano. We lost Jimmy Rivera. That sucks versus, man, Chico Vera can't get... A fight. Everyone's dropping out before they can fight him. No one wants to fight that kid. Uh, da, da, da. And then, yeah. Uh, oh, Andre Ewell. He'll be on there. He's good. He'll be headlining the early prelims. Um, other than that, there's not really much going on in this card. Uh, but after this card, for like six weeks straight, it's UFC fights. So this weekend, next weekend, the weekend after, weekend after that. Yep. 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 Yeah. For like six weeks, it's gonna be. It's gonna be UFC after UFC, which is fine because the the UFC event after this is Israel versus Yoel, and that card's a little bit more put together, um, giving us a reason to, giving us, or reminding us why we tune in every week. Um, you know, the return of Hoffiel or Adolfo Vieira. You got Alexa, uh, Alex Oliveira versus Max Griffin. Derek Brunson versus Edmund Shabazian. You got, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. We did lose. I'm pretty sure we lost the Robert Whitaker versus Jared Cannonier fight. I don't know why that's still up there. They're trying to, trying to fix that, I think. All right. Well, we can get into the card. Before I really break it down, I just want to go over what's going on in the UFC world and kind of just talk about what's been happening. Um, and most of it will probably just coincide with what's going to happen this week. Um, let me go ahead and go to the morning report here on MMA fighting. 
Uh, if you guys want concise MMA news, they're a pretty good source of news. You just go there. They got tweets and stuff all put together. The website's really easy to navigate. Um, I don't really care about that. <laughs> um, what I will say, what I did notice is when John, when I was watching the, everyone's been going off on these embeddeds because Dominic Reyes, in all fairness, he did say this, and I think in the countdown he said this. He he said, John's never fought an athlete like me, which is crazy, because that means you didn't do any research. And we're not saying that we've he, he's never fought an athlete. Well, the way he kind of put it was like he's never fought an athlete. But on like him, fair. There hasn't been an athlete that was going to the NFL and then stopped going to the NFL um, because they couldn't and then decided to take up fighting. Granted, fair. However, he's fought athletes. OSP is like the definition of what Dominic Reyes is except maybe Dominic was a OSP's life is like football, right? And it was just a shame that he couldn't go to the NFL. So then he was like, nah, fuck it. I'll try. I'll try fighting. Dominic Reyes loved football, but I think he also loves martial arts. Uh, so I do think as far as a, as far as what makes him like a better fighter than OSP, I just think he he enjoys the sport more. I think he 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 has a affinity towards the martial arts, and that's what gives him the passion, and like got him to this point in his career. You know, only being thirteen and 0, 12 and zero. That being said, he he he's as far as. Skills-wise, he brings exactly what OSP brings to the table. Except instead of a left kick, he's got a left hand. And he's got a left kick, too. But OSP's, like, traditional thing was, like, the left kick. And um, then he, you know, he's got that va- same Prue joke. But all in a day's work, um, like, all in a day's time, like, it, it changes. All this changes. So for for OSP, who was this guy that was... Um, who came in from Strike Force actually fought longer than John, and I think that was a big thing when he fought John. Was like he was already on the he was already on like the other side of his his tenure in MMA, and John was starting to climb that hill. So John got him at a good time, um, but he's the same kind of threat. So I think John's already got that handled. And if anyone's ever seen those. Like, Instagram pictures, John's got this one picture where he's got a training partner. And this training partner, I looked him up on, like, on his Instagram and stuff. John made it a little hard for us folks, and we couldn't check the guy. But if you go and check his page, I'm going to go ahead and give him a shout-out. But uh, he fights for Combates America, and his style is exactly Dominic Reyes. He's tall, Mexican, lefty, southpaw. Same thing. It fights at, um, fights at, uh, what was it? Anyway, uh, yeah. So he, tall, long, lanky dude, um, left handed, about John's height. Let me see if I can find this dude. Flacco MMA. 
Elias Urbina the fourth. I'm not saying ex- he's exactly like uh he's exactly like Dominic Reyes, but he's enough like him where you can, you guys can find him on Instagram at Flacco underscore MMA. He's got great videos as far as but his style is the same: left high kicks, left hands, tall. Not saying it doesn't work because it does work, but what I'm trying to say is, and I'm going to tie this all together right here. Dominic Reyes says he's never fought an athlete like him. Then how does an athlete like you don't have a training partner that can mi- that that doesn't have a training partner that can mimic a guy like John Jones? But John Jones runs a ironclad ship of a team. When you're saying. When you're saying to everybody, he's never fought an athlete. However, he's the one that's sitting up in the in the office space with all of his coaches, going over his schedule, his striking coaches in a suit. He's treating it like an NFL coaches meeting before practice. And then you're sitting on your Peloton in the middle of the living room saying he's never fought someone like me. He's got training partners that are you, that might be the next you, that might be better than you. So I think the disrespect he's shown Jones is going to come out in this fight. And I don't think that's the way of going going about fighting Jones. But I just wanted to address the whole, like, because it, it's become such a, it's become such a, well, I forget the, it's become such a thing, right, on comments underneath the YouTube. It's become the, as common as the, the Tony Ferguson be the guy that be like, you know, or Tony Ferguson type of guy. Um. Then you have Korean Zombie throwing shade to Alexander Volkanovsky. Your your last knockout was over 10 years ago. Pillows for hands. Dude, I love the Korean Zombie, man. He's been, when he's come back from his military, from his military service, he's just been out there. He's, uh, he's the 145 resurrection, dude. He, uh, he's doing exactly what Masvidal's doing, but just down, down in the, in the, in the 45s. And so I hope he does get a fight with either Volkanovski. You could possibly do the Brian Ortega fight. Um, maybe just one more. One more and we get Korean Zombie, that title fight. But that being said, I don't know who's next for Volkanovski if it's not, if it's not the Korean Zombie. Besides Max doing it again. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, Hannah Goldie pulls out of a fight. Injury. Dustin Poirier denying rumors. What are the rumors? Dustin Poirier, is it true you're fighting Ally Quinta? Nope. These guys at BJPen.com will make a headline about anything for clicks. Damn. Mike Perry, let's not forget what I did to Dom Reyes' little bro. <laughs> um... And making believers, I'm impressed with the conviction and confidence that Reyes is playing. Mm, no, I uh, see. That's where I disagree. The Brian Keller thing, like that confidence, it's coming off of this like ignorant arrogance, and it's either an, it's either something that he's building to hype himself up to make sure he can go into this and not and pull the trigger, right? 
when you listen to Anthony Smith, he was very confident, but he was still very respectful. And that confidence and the confidence helped him because it got him to the cage. It got him in the octagon. It got him to the point where he's staring down um, John, and it got him to the five rounds, and it got him to like hit him a couple times. But what it didn't get him, what the respect didn't get him, was not letting him just pull the trigger and do the game plan. Because everyone's got a game plan until they get into there. The Dominic Reyes that I see is a guy that's a little bit arrogant with the, with the confidence. But I think that's in order to help him with the mentality of once he gets in there, he can pull that trigger. He goes, this guy ain't shit. I can go in there. I can do my thing. And if you can just build that into yourself and just be like, this guy ain't shit, this guy ain't shit, this guy ain't shit, and I'm better than him. Not only am I better than him, but he's not even my level, which is ridiculous. But if you can build this mentality, and it's a strong mental game, if you can do it, then he, can, he could win this. But the flip side of the coin is you poke the bear. And now when you get this guy, he's like, listen, dude, enough with this. Enough with, like, I get that you need the confidence. But going about calling me this, this, and this, saying you're this, like, you're digging yourself a hole, and unless... Unless you can dodge that pitfall and just not get stuck as a deer in headlights in front of John and go ahead and implement your game plan in front of him and he not mess you up because of all the versatile little things he's going to throw at you and he's going to mess with your mind in that way. If you can get past that and not freeze in front of him, then yeah, I think, I think it's a good fight. But I, man, <laughs> it's one thing to beat all the guys before him. Uh, and he's done it in fantastic fashion, but you go look at the past fights, the fighters that he's fought. Not one of them gives me like confidence in having the experience and, uh, skills to beat John. Um, cause John's an athlete. John's what Dom isn't. John's an athlete like Dom because he was born into a household with guys that actually made it to the NFL. And he was born in a household. And not only did they make it to the NFL, they, exceed, they excelled in the NFL. Dom's mom said, we, didn't, we in this household, we, don't ex, we, don't ex, we didn't accept anything less than number one from our kids. And that's a tough go for any kid because you can't be – if you can't be number one in your, if you can't be anything else than number one in your household, you don't really have any room to grow and learn. But then again, I wasn't raised there, but that kind of mentality kind of it defeats someone from being able to lose. If you lose, it's okay. You can just learn from it and come back better. John's technically never had a loss. John has a loss, but uh, John's had those moments, right? He's already had a moment like that. Um, he's had the Gustafson fight where he was. You know, he had to pull back from, from the pit of almost losing that fight to come back in that fifth round and put on one of the greatest fights of all time. Dom, on the other hand, if you're never losing and you're only winning, when he starts losing, what happens? And I know it's that mentality of, like, oh, I have that left hand and I can always land it, but what if you can't? And it's one thing to be in a fight with Vulcan Ozdemir, a guy that kept shooting on you and you didn't expect him to shoot on you, and that's your excuse, but uh, Weidman still took you down. And he's a smaller... 
he's a smaller light heavyweight, not even really a light heavyweight. Um, that's weird. Technically, Brian Kelleher is a free agent, but USADA still came. Uh, all right, and fight announcements. Angela Hill. Oh, she's taking the the Loma fight. Loma Loke Bone Me. Um, she's taking that fight against that um, Hannah Goldie couldn't make. Gotcha. Oh, that being said, okay, so now that we've talked a little bit about Jones and and Dom. Reyes, Chukagian offer immediate rematches if they pull UFC 20, 247 upsets. You don't really have an option, so that's not up to you. Ooh, Vulcan Ozdemir eyes a fight with Thiago Santos or Gustafson. I like that. I like that Gus fight. Um, anything else? Dominic Reyes doesn't think much of Jones' boxing scenes as, as a weakness. Well, it's not. It's definitely not the best thing in his game, but... Oh, uh, Darren Till dismisses ankle injury, gives odds of fighting Jared Cannon ear at 248. It's a weird way to say that. Um, he says he's ready. He's ready to fight Cannon ear. I think that'd be a great fight, especially since Cannoneer's coming up, or, like, coming down, coming up the ranks, and everyone's like, dude, this is the dark horse in the division. If Darren Till can go in there and shut him down. Because that's the beauty of Darren Till at well, middleweight. Darren Till can do exactly what um, Israel did. The striking at, mi- at middleweight isn't, it's good. Oh, it's it's good, but Darren Till's is like he doesn't. Have, it's it's mostly strikers, so he doesn't have to worry about the wrestlers. Whereas Welterweight's very wrestling dominant. Um, where Darren Till's now in a striking heavy sport or a heavy division, and it always has been. Anderson's been the champ, and then everyone from Anderson, their main thing has been striking. Weidman was a wrestler, but. How did he beat Anderson? Knocked him out. Beat him with strikes. Um, so I like this because Darren Till is actually like a high-level striker in that division. He's going to be faster, just like he did to, uh, or to Gaslam. He's just the point strike him. That's it. And he's faster than them. He's like Michael Bisbing in that way. where, he, But he's got better technique. He's not like brawling. And he's not there to like fucking have a Dolly Brook or a Donnie Brook or whatever. He's in there to... 
like point strike. And he did a very good job against Kevin Gasol. Miss all the big shots. See them coming from a mile away. They're bigger than you. Fucking slow. And that's why I like this. I like that Darren Till came in here and now he's like, I'll fight that guy. Because Jared Cannonier, as much as he is big, he was big, he knocked dudes out in heavyweight, knocked dudes out in lightweight, light heavyweight. He's now knocking dudes out at middleweight. Like, Darren Till's still faster than you. So it's not this one, it's not this, you know, kill a gorilla train coming out of nowhere. Are you sure you want to fight him? Because he's just going to smash. Nah. And same thing with the Yoel fight. I think, I think the I think the ability of being able to be fast and have that elite striking it's gonna just <coughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be um I think it'll just be perfect I think it'll be a perfect matchup for him. Uh, all right, plus softball, so yeah, that always helps. All right, that's enough of that. All right, so let's get into the card. I'll go over the odds. Uh, we kind of talked about the John Jones Reyes fight. I'm not gonna really break it down, but I'll t- I'll explain why I see they have both advantages and disadvantages in the fight. John has advantages in the ground, and if John can, and I I see this in John since he got disrespected by Dom in a way. Um, I think he goes in there and he does the, and I'm hoping he does the, because it's vintage, right? We they go they went through the list of what John's past fights were like. Okay, cool got a little bit uh past fights were like and he or his past title defenses and they went from the first one quentin rampage jackson choked him out like not that long kind of went in there dominated him got his back and then you hear goldie go quentin's never been finished in the octagon as he's sliding the rear naked choking quentin's never been finished in the octagon tap 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 and then the loyota machida gets tagged in the first round he gets pissed second round he beats Leota the punch, knocks Leota down, gets him in a front headlock, and doesn't let him get out. And when I, I watched that fight live, when he just lets go and lets Leota's body just drop to the ground, I was like, John killed someone in the octagon, and this is the first time we'll see it. I was like, oh, my God, RIP the dragon. And he, in the disdain he had for him where he just choked this dude out, and he kind of – I bet he knew – I mean – you know if you choke him out. The reason being is because when you're holding him like this and they're fighting and they're fighting and there's resistance and then there's resistance and then there's not and all it is is just a bunch of dead weight, you go, yeah, this dude's out. And John just held it there. Because the rule is you let go when the rep tells you to let go. But John could have easily just, like, let go, like, caught him or whatever, or like, let him down to the ground. Nope. Nope. John's not that guy. You fuck with him, he's going to make you pay. He's, he's a guy that his, his signature move is kicking your legs so it hyperextends. And that's just a technical thing he does. It's got a little venom to it. Now if you actually bane him up and let him press the button to inject venom, those are my... Batman references. Um, he's gonna be mean. He's gonna Brendan Vera you. He's gonna take you down, hit you with one elbow from full guard, and you're gonna go, "Ow, stop, please." And I feel like that's what Dom's signed himself up for. Now, Dom's a plus three fifty underdog. What can he do to make Vegas pay for those words? You're gonna have to start him in the first round. 
you're going to have to go out there, hit him with something unorthodox, and start him in the first round. The problem with that, all of Dom's left-hand nuclear sit-downs have come from this back foot step-off. John doesn't chase. I, I've never seen a fight where John head forward chases anybody. And that's the only time that ever happens. John's very calculated when he has you with your back against the cage. There's not a lot of like face forward Fabricio Stipe Miocic moves or um, scenarios. And that's where you're going to see that athletic capability, i.e. OSP, i.e. Stipe, i.e. Dominic Reyes on the back foot running and drop somebody. But that only happens if someone's chasing you. John's not a chaser. John doesn't chase. John's a champ. He's going to go out there. He's going to stalk you. And the problem is the, is the reach deficit. And, yeah, Dom's his height. So is Anthony Smith. So is Gus. But it's the reach disadvantage. It makes a huge difference. Fuck, my, my jiu-jitsu coach, he's got baby legs, right? His, his arms are proportional, but his legs are very not proportional. So when he's got my back and he's trying to lock up, like he's trying to trap my arm with his leg, and he starts doing it, and I go, there's no fucking way that's his foot. It's his foot because his foot is so small that it, it's pretty much an arm. John's the opposite of that. John's legs are so long and his arms are so long that they're one and the same. So when he's slapping you upside the head with your, his hand, with his left hand or with his left foot, he could be slapping you upside the head with that side because they're like the same length. So if he punches you, he can also kick you. If he can kick you, he can also punch you. When you're punching him, he's elbowing you. That doesn't make any sense, right? That's just like, that doesn't, that doesn't happen, you know? Um, he can elbow you from punching range. Like that, you shouldn't be able to do that. So that being said, if you don't have a guy in your camp that you're, that, that's giving you those looks, have fun dealing with that as soon as you get in there. And then for five rounds. So I know I know Rogan and other people have been hyping up Dom to make him seem like he's got a chance. And, and that's what you're supposed to do when you're trying to sell a fight. And Jones has to sell the fight. They were wearing him down with media. I mean, that's what you can that's what you're hoping you can catch him on is that media wears him down this week and that he wakes up on Saturday with a cold or something. But even then, John's got, John's got the anti-cold medicine. Um, so, negative 500 for John, plus 350 for Dom. If you want to make money this weekend, I'm going to let you know what fight it is. It's this fight. The Valentina Shevchenko versus Caitlin Chukagian. Now, as much as I don't see John's reign coming to an end this, this match, I don't not see Valentina's reign or um, Valentina's reign coming to an end this fight. Reason being, and I said this for his last fight, and I'm gonna say it for all of her fights. So if you want to make or attempt to make some money, Valentina's a negative 1200, so not the most she's ever been. Um, Caitlin is a plus 700, but I think this is a good fight for Caitlin. These reasons being, Caitlin is a uh, she's a she moves a lot. She's a she's an uh, agile fighter. She's on her toes. She's constantly circling from, from one side to the other, popping the jab, um, using boxing and long-range kicks to keep her on the outside. She's longer and taller than Valentina, so as long as she can stay on the outside. And Valentina, being a counter-striker, 
Uh, Caitlin's got fantastic boxing. If she can tap her with a jab and incite a reaction from Valentina to counter-strike and then use her head movement to then counter the counter, she can start picking up points that way, right? If she jabs, Valentina throws like a hook. She slips out of the hook's way, slips out of the cross's way, and throws a jab on the retreat. That's a point in itself. Um, you're not going to beat her in this leg-kicking competition, so maybe um, try to focus more on uh, checking her kicks, punching back, using her hands, and then using the head movement to get out and the footwork to go from side to side. And then if the takedown does happen, she's got one of the greatest jujitsu minds in her corner this fight. And Valentina's got a very heavy pressure game, right? She's got, she has a submission from her back, but that was, um, was set up from the top position. But that being said, she's got a very heavy top game, and you see it. You see it when she held, holds down uh, Joanna or when she held down uh, Jessica I. Like She does these trips, right, the Muay Thai trips when someone throws a knee. In the clench, she just trips you down and then holds you in side control. The problem with pressure is it opens up uh, a game that not a lot of people do in MMA. But if you have Donaher in your corner, I don't see why not. And you train with those guys, so I don't see why not. And that is leg locks. If Valentina is very heavy on top, it, forward pressure, it takes the weight off our legs. So once Valentina is pressing on top with her chest on chest... Uh, let's say she's trying to pass guard or how, or she's trying to posture up or whatever the case may be. It's going to open up her legs for any kind of attack. I saw Val- I saw Chukagian practice that, and Donaher was there coaching her through things. Obviously, that's part of their plan, but it's because he's in their corner. It would be part of their plan regardless. However, I'm saying this is because it is a possibility as far as anything else that she tries in her game. This is going to be one of them. And for Valentina... Valentina's just got to go out there and fucking Valentina, not get leg locked and then just counter strike and piece her up like she did Holly Holm. Holly Holm's probably going to be the best equivalent for this fight just because long, moves a lot. Jiu-jitsu game isn't as great, but just the constant movement and uh, and trying to incite a reaction to then counter your counter. So Valentina just has to be smart, pick her shots, and not play this counter game and oh close distance obviously uh other than that you've got trevin giles versus antonio Arrio. i like trevin giles he's good um let's see Derek lewis versus alir latifi this is going to be a fight of let's see if Derek can land the right hand while alir grabs for legs the whole entire time They're pretty close. They're pretty close, and uh, maybe they're not. 265 two plus 205. That's not that close. Uh, Mursad Bekdik. This is Dan Ige. Um, hope Mursad wins. I'm a fan of Mursad. Um, other than that, not many other people. This is going to be a I – do, I would suggest watching this card – just because there are people in here that most people don't know, and they're on a John Jones card, so um, they're gonna be they're gonna do what they can to get their their name out there. All right, guys, that's all I've got for you today. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Um, no predictions or anything like that. Just going over uh, the do's and do nots. 
um, for these fighters coming up into their fights. Uh, not so much do's and do nots, but um, breaking the breakdowns, if you will. Yeah, Ch Caitlin Chikagian won't alter style against Valentina. Of course she won't. Her style is good for Caitlin. Or for Valentina. Ooh. Apologies. All right. Well, that's all I got for you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Until next week, I'll come back. I'll talk about the fights this past weekend, and then I'll go ahead and break down the week after, or next week card, which is Corey Anderson versus Juan Blachowicz in, I uh, assume, California, San Ana Star Center. Uh, as well on the card, Diego Sanchez, Lando Venata. Um, Team Jackson Wink is going to be fighting on the card, <laughs> pretty much. All right, guys. Um, remember, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play on the iTunes store, on the Google store or whatever, the Android store. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all on SoundScrapNation.com. You can reach me there. Um, and then, like I said, I'll be back Monday for a new episode for you guys. All right. Until then, stay safe and have a good weekend.